Once again, 67 degrees in Kalamazoo at WKZO. Good Saturday morning and welcome to Over the Garden Fence, brought to you by Waddell's Nursery Floral Garden Center, right there at the corner of Millam and 12th Street. Special edition coming up this morning, a pre-recorded uh, segment of Over the Garden Fence. We'll take a look back at uh, some of those timely tips over the past couple of weeks. Very important and uh, useful information there, as well as maybe a few calls that are squeaked in there as well. But if you do have a comment or question for Andy this morning, hold on to those. Because Andy will be back into the studio with us next Saturday morning. News Radio 590, 106.9 FM, WKZO. This morning, I'd like to talk to you about, I'll be darned, vacation. You got it. Is your backyard retreat or your backyard vacation, is that something that maybe the family can do? Is your backyard healthy? Serious. How is your health of your backyard? How about its surroundings? Are the shrubs, are the trees Have they had any attention lately? How's the lawn look? Has that had any work done on it? Your retreat, actually always great for health and well-being of a person, can even do more for families by being home and enjoying a staycation. With people keeping uh, a little closer to home lately, the backyard vacation can be a fun way to spend time together to build memories, and playing and working in your green space. So for starters, maybe plan that backyard staycation. We have a a little uh, list from Turf Mutt Environmental Education that I've got some information from that uh, is kind of a cool little website. It talks about make a backyard staycation plan. Put together a schedule with a mix of activities like dining, camping, pruning, games, planting, cleanup, mulching. Those are all things that the family could do out in the backyard, front yard, or side yard to make good improvements that the family could work on together. Maybe when those areas have been mapped out, maybe you could map out where the activities would occur. Where to have the soccer game or a croquet game? Maybe where to have the kids camp out overnight? Where could the fire pit go? Hmm, for roasting hot dogs or s'mores at night. Is there a time for maybe a planting area for potting plants? Maybe for doing some of your um, uh, gardening work? Is there a bunch that needs to be uh, put in so you can work off it? How about number... Number two area, spruce up your yard, mowing the lawn, trimming the bushes, tidying up overgrown areas, adding flowering plants and rearranging planters for visual appeal. Put flowers in pots so they're out of the way of the foot traffic, up on the patio and along the walkways. Maybe now is the time to add a picnic table or a badminton or a croquet course. New planters, that new grill, maybe that new pizza oven or pergola or like I said, fire pit in the backyard. Is now the time for that little patio, that own little spot that is your backyard retreat? Next, maybe include teachings for the kids 
or grandkids about the backyard wildlife and nature. Ask the kids to take an inventory of how many birds, butterflies, or other wildlife they see. Looking up species and listing them and their background and where and how and why about the bird. Maybe put up a bird feeder or plant a butterfly garden, as well as potted flowering plants to support the birds and the pollinators. Add wind chimes, rain collectors, backyard thermometers, wind gauges, maybe to help the kids observe science and the green in action. Maybe design a new game area in your green space. Holding a nature scavenger hunt is always fun, educational, and actually tests the family observational skills. Um, Maybe that sometimes brings the draw of the family together with a little competition. Maybe building anticipation. Talk about the backyard vacation in advance with your family. Review the plans. Count down the ways to build excitement about spending time together in your family yard. So maybe now is the time to take those shots with your camera, with your phone. Is there some spots in the backyard, front yard, side yard is struggling? Maybe some of those pictures we can walk and talk and go through some of those ideas for you. Maybe we can talk about a budget. Some of those things are very important as far as setting up a program. Maybe that could you enjoy your backyard a little better. You know, fall is coming and people's vacation, you could do your staycation right in your backyard with a a little proper planning. Next on our list today, a few minutes ago, we talked about proper planting or proper planning. With your staycation or your backyard retreat, make sure if the family is planting together, make sure the planting is done right. Problems caused by planting techniques due to a lot of things will make a plant struggle. Right now, we're having a lot of issues with a lot of returns um, with plant material, especially hydrangeas, due to lack of care. So a lot of times it actually starts out with the media in the moisture of the container not being watered by the homeowner before it's put in the ground. Improper planting depth either planting the shrub or tree a little too high or a little too low, compacted plant sites like very heavy clay, poor drainage through the soil, standing water. Sometimes you can dig in the ground and actually bring that soil up to your nose and you can actually smell the stench or the poor drainage in the soil. Improper irrigation whether it be scheduling or following the planting. A lot of times irrigation is run at the wrong time of the day, watering plants when they are really not wanting it. And then when the plant is struggling, not having the proper water. Sometimes irrigation is also too much water. So sometimes a rain gauge put in the proper places will tell you a whole lot on your irrigation practices. How about improper mulching? We've talked about the volcano method, where a lot of times the mulch is piled up on top of the tree trunks, not four or six or eight, but 12 inches too high around the trunk of the tree. This will result in shoot dieback, reduced leaf size of the tree, minimal shoot extensions, 
poor root injury or poor root growth under drought or water deficits, white root tips will be absent and existing roots will be dried up and shriveled. Plants impacted actually with lack of water can look very similar to excessive water. Poor drainage will also lack white root tips and exhibit black outer surfaces of the roots with inner gray and water-soaked stains. In addition to the obvious plant symptoms, evidence of twine around the base of the trunk, scars from staking or other signs of mechanical injury, all these are affected when planting your shrub, perennial, or tree at home. Make sure if you need some advice to go to Adele's Garden Center, we can help you through the steps. Do you question what kind of soil you have? We've said before, Jim has said many times on the radio station, bring in a soil sample. A six by six by six chunk of soil, put in a shoebox, bring it into the store, and we can test that soil out for you. A lot of times we can see, whether it be sand or clay, what things we can do to prevent poor plant growth. Next on our list today, we have really opened up a can of worms the last couple weeks as far as pruning. We started by talking about pruning tomatoes, grapes, shrubs and trees, perennials, and really almost everything but oak, crabapple, and pear tree right now. The reason we don't want to prune crab and oak and pear, the oak have issues with oak wilt, and the pear and the crabapple, if you prune right now, might have a chance to get in a, a disease called fire blight. But clean those plants up, thin the plants out. Now is the time to really be able to take some extra time, do the pruning, do the watering afterwards, maintain your plant so the plant will be healthy. Clean out old dead wood. Clean out rubbing branches that are crossing and uh, making issues. Thin the plant out so it can breathe better. A lot of times at job sites, we'll see that 3 o'clock in the afternoon, the tree is still soaking wet from the morning irrigation because it is so thick. So remember, pruning is a judgment call. When you prune, there is an intent Remember, there is an outcome or expectations from your pruning. Pruning sometimes is a judgment call. can be visual. Pruning for a judgment call could be for curb appeal. How does it look from the road? Is a shrub so overgrown that is maybe covering the window? Is there privacy or security issues with that shrub in front of the window or the door? Sometimes maintaining plant health, a good pruning, will increase the vigor of the plant, of the flowering, and of the fruiting. When a tree is devoted to fruiting, it cannot devote itself to both. So ridding itself of unwanted foliage, sucker, and water sprouts will encourage a better fruiting season for your plants. So if you do have questions or comments, we do have a team at Waddell's that can help you through the pruning. We do want to finish up our pruning season soon. Evergreens should be completed very soon. We want those to callous or harden off. 
before wintertime. The next pruning time would be late winter. Grapes, tomatoes, go ahead and clean out your water sprouts or your leaves. Remember, again, if you get your fruit exposed, they will harvest quicker. The grapes will all mature at one time. A lot of times the large foliage is covering the harvest and the sunlight cannot get to the plant. And it can also dry out quicker in the mornings if the foliage is not covering the fruit. Tomatoes the same way can harbor disease. Get out your water sprouts, get out your sucker growth, and so that sunshine can get in and make that tomato turn red. Listen to what those local folks are telling you. You know what's going on in the more local level. Kalamazoo's official online local news source is WKZO.com. Could your landscape use some more autumn color? Now is your chance to get the prettiest fall-colored maples around while they're on sale this week at Waddell's Nursery Florist and Garden Center. Waddell's grows most of its trees in their local nursery, so you can be assured of top-quality, fully-branched trees. This week, save 25% on all Waddell's top-quality grade-A maple trees, including October Glory trees that are 11 to 13 feet tall and turn a brilliant orange to red. October Glories are now on sale for $149.99. You save $50. Another favorite is the Crimson Sunset Maple. They have gorgeous deep purple foliage during spring and summer, turning reddish bronze in the fall. Also on sale this week are Autumn Blaze Maples, Japanese Maples, and more. But hurry in! The Maple Color Sale at Waddell's ends next Wednesday. Waddell's, located on Texas Drive at the corner of Milliman 12th Street. Open Monday through Friday 9 to 7, Saturdays 9 to 5, closed Sundays. Hey, Mary. Good morning, Mr. Waddell. I have two quick questions. Please. Uh, The first one is my pepper plants are prematurely dropping the peppers. Yep. And... Secondly, my zucchini and summer squash blossoms on them, um, but I'm not getting the fruit. Okay, so pepper and tomato right now, there's something called blossom set, and when you have that much moisture, then you have that much heat. The flower can't set its fruit before it falls off in the heat, so you get 90-plus degree days. The flower comes on, plenty of moisture. You're doing everything right, but it can't set its flower or set its fruit, excuse me, Mary, before it falls. So Blossom Set is just a little spray that you can actually do tomatoes and peppers or probably second or third crop, just like zucchini and squash. First set of flowers sometimes are immature. Now, have you seen many sets, Mary, come on? Uh, of that zucchini um, or you just getting the first set of flowers because sometimes like I've I've seen too where you've gotten good squash in the first set and they just kind of fall away but probably in another couple of weeks they should set um, I've got a couple plants where I've gotten a few zucchinis off it but um, the majority of them have got the blossoms but they're they're not getting any you know fruit and then on the peppers the peppers are coming on. The pepper plants themselves are very short. Um, in fact, if I stack two peppers on top of each other, they'd be the size of the plant. Oh, my. Okay. And, but there, some of the new peppers that are coming on are starting to drop, and I did put the straw around the plant mm-hmm. um, for moisture to keep the, the, you know, the dirt from splashing up, but I'm still getting some yellow leaves. I'm picking those off. So, Mary, I might think that um, 
lifting one of those peppers might give you a little idea. Um, if it's only that small of a pepper, it has not grasped. I don't think that height of plant is going to be able to produce a good pepper in order for it to hold on to. If you're saying you're only stacking two peppers and it's under one foot tall, you got to get some vigor into that plant. So can can we get it encouraged? We still got a couple good months here. Can we get a little food on that plant? And maybe we could get a little compost underneath it. You could probably lift one of those, Mary, and not hurt it. I'm not saying yank it out, but take a pretty good scoop out and lift it up. Is that being, um, is there something being eaten around the base of that? If you're getting, um, uh, you could do a fertilone broad spectrum which is good for tomato and good for pepper, a lot of times it's the heat and the moisture. So you'll get a little fungus that a lot of times that pepper will fall away and maybe have a, a contorted look or a, a lesion on it sometimes that uh, makes it fall away from that point. Is the zucchini at a point where it's consistent watering, sometimes drying out and then getting moisture in it? Um, infrequent watering sometimes will have that effect also on flour. Right. And we are watering every couple days um, in the area that the zucchini are in are kind of in a clay soil. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, but I am trying to water every you know two three days to keep it you know so it doesn't totally dry out. So the fertilone broad spectrum it is a spray, but it is something that um, is safe up to a couple days of harvest easy for us to put on and i'm sure if you're having pepper problems with dropping of leaves uh, chances are that plant has gone into stress whether it is too moist maybe lifting some of that straw away do i have uh, some crown rot or stem rot from uh, moisture around the plant lifted up mary maybe on one of them um, you could always do a little uh, root and bloom which is great for late summer feeding it's a nine 59.8, I think is the formula. It's very high for your middle number, so it encourages a lot of flower this time of year and not much top growth. Well, I appreciate that. Okay, there's a couple good ideas for your remedies. All righty, thank you. Yeah, good luck in the garden. Thanks, mm-hmm. Mary. Hey, Ray, how are you? I'm fine. How are you? Good, good. How can I be of help? Well, I've got a couple of rhubarb plants that are getting really large, and I've heard that when they get large like that, you should, you should separate the roots and replant them. You is, got is it. That- when should I do that? Spring or fall? Or yep, nope. Fall is good. Actually, in the next uh, in the next month. Now, is that foliage ray? Has that kind of starting to wither back and brown on the edges? Yes. Good. Is the main stem? Did you let it flower, or did you cut the flower stalk off? I've tried to cut the flowers off. Good, good man. Okay, so you're already ahead because sometimes the flower, um, there's so much energy that goes in that huge stalk. Sometimes, so if you've got Good foliage, it is kind of, uh, you're not going to hurt it, but put that spade right down the middle, Ray, and dig that thing up, and it splits way better than like a, um, a ornamental grass. Go ahead and cut it, and it does very similar to iris. They like good drainage. They like compost. They just don't like it around their stem also. Cow manure is what we don't suggest on rhubarb. So when you're setting it back in, Peat, um, good for good drainage. Sand, you can take usually one or two eyes, Ray, or two or three eyes if you want good crop for next year. And you might find that maybe that center stalk has five or six or six or seven eyes. Um, I have some rhubarb from the last homeowner that 
you know, it's quite large, and we split it up a couple years ago, and it seems to be doing real well. Mm-hmm. I'm Full, not sure what you mean by eyes. What do those look like? Okay, they are just the the buds that are coming out of the ground where those flower um, or the leaves originate. So once you dig it up, you'll see where those roots are attached to the the base of the ground, and you'll see where those uh, origination leaves come from, and that's where you want to keep some of those grouped together. Mm-hmm. Um, make the the cutting not so small that you won't have a crop next year. Leave two or three nice good roots in the, in one clump as you're resetting them in the ground. Mm-hmm. Okay? okay, they don't like competition, so maybe now's the time to dissect them too. Get out the crabgrass, quackgrass, and all the bluegrass or anything that's growing around them. And when they're set back down in, little bone meal, little sand, little compost would do it a world of good. Okay. All right. I'll try that. Okay. Thanks a lot. You bet. Right. Thank you. The Detroit Tigers are popping. Catch the Tigers right here. 590 and 106.9 FM. WKZO. Where can you get the best selection of top quality landscape plants in the area? Waddell's Nursery Florist and Garden Center. Where can you find Michigan certified nursery specialists always ready to help you pick out the best plants for your landscape? The answer again, Waddell's Nursery Florist and Garden Center. And where can you get a warranty on trees and shrubs for up to five full years? That's Waddell's too. And when it comes to caring for trees and plants, Waddell's recommends Mike Tree and Shrub Growth Stimulant. Mike is a 100% organic mycorrhizal fungi that attaches to roots and forms a network within the plant's root structure that will bring additional water and nutrients to the roots. Mike is so good at decreasing transplant shock and increasing drought tolerance that Waddell's is extending their plant warranty for up to five years on plants put in with Mike. This week, both sizes of Mike are on sale, including the 1.4 quart size, now just 1912, available at Waddell's Nursery Florist and Garden Center. Adequate rains in the fall signals me <clears throat> it's time to plant trees. What did I say last week? Fall is for planting. I really can't remember in autumn when I haven't planted a tree at our home, friend's house, or even out on the church grounds. Each time we plant a tree, we plant not only for our benefit, but a legacy for those who follow up to enjoy. Besides future values, trees help supply the oxygen we breathe, to help keep our air supply fresh, to provide food and shelter for birds and wild animals, slow down those monstrous forceful winds sometimes, cut down noise pollution, provide cooling shade. We have a huge sugar maple over our home, mm-hmm. and it is way better cooling power than any air conditioner. Camouflage that harsh scenery. Hold the soil and keep silt from washing into the streams and lakes. Yes, they do increase property value and beautify our surroundings with pleasing shapes and seasonal splashes of color. Trees accent our garden and break up the monotony of endless miles of sidewalks and highways. I plan out my trees carefully. Sometimes uh, at Waddell's, we drop older varieties, Tim, Mm -hmm. and bring on the new. Oh, yeah. Certain varieties 
for years, we have carried red sunset maple. It was one of the original varieties broke off of scarlet maple. But we've got great new series of varieties that uh, uh, we'll just talk about for a few minutes. So some of these trees are actually Michigan's favorite. We see them uh, uh, being demanded more and more. Number one on our list is rubrum maple or fall maple, including autumn blaze. Autumn blaze is one of the best scarlet maples. Autumn Blaze is super hardy with his heritage right here in Michigan. Autumn Blaze is a very fast grower. Um, the one in the landscape has grown over 50 feet in the last 24 years. Autumn Blaze puts on a spectacular show of red every October. Autumn Blaze adapts in well-moist so well soils, withstanding frequent turf irrigation when other trees fail. Mm. Sugar Maple... Um, I guess I could say it's the queen of all trees, okay? Yeah. Sugar maple, Tim, if you drive by some of those fields and years ago, the big sugar maple was left out in the middle of the cornfield, so the horses and the men had a chance to park for the oh, afternoon yeah, yeah. to take a breather. And so that's where sugar maple really makes its fame is out by itself. But in the woods, what a great addition with the reds of the rubber maple and some of the fiery oranges and yellows of the sugar. Sugar maple rightly claims the title of queen of all Michigan trees and is probably best known for that. Sugar maples grow deep in rich, well-drained soils. Sugar maples grow tall and broad, so the best use of the background in a well-designed landscape. Rich fall oranges, reds, and yellows make sugar maple a Michigan favorite. One variety, Tim, that people really don't think about even as a evergreen. Hmm. And it's a conifer, and it's ginkgo. Hmm. It's actually a tree that is actually an evergreen. Autumn gold, autumn gold ginkgo is truly an old-timer. A ginkgo represents an ancient plant group unlike any other living conifer. Most of us would not identify a ginkgo tree actually as a conifer. We usually think of conifers as evergreens. Ginkgo defies logic as it drops its golden leaves in the autumn and, and actually just like a deciduous tree. Ginkgo trees are slow growing and very resistant to both insect, disease, pollution, tolerant, concrete, Heat, <laughs> city of Portage and city of Kalamazoo, we use a lot of them along those areas. So they're a, a very tolerant plant and an excellent, um, I'll say even a conversation piece. Ginkgo, when they drop, they drop, and in three days they're done. And <laughs> But it's nice because then it's, yes. easy, it's easy cleanup. Yes. So uh, just a nice com uh, compliment with that ginkgo in, in uh, fall. Uh, once that couple frosts hit, that yellow drops really quick. One of my favorite families of trees is actually the beech family. I like these tough, enduring giants. Plant a beech in a good environment, and it will be an asset for at least 100 years. Beech trees have gray bark and large, sturdy branches that stretch way out to provide great shade and protection. The beech family offers several leaf color varieties to choose from. Copper, green, purple, and tricolor. Beech trees need space to develop their, um, to develop their fullest and grow in deep, rich, well-drained, loamy soils, not 
everybody, not irrigated ground. Mm. Most beech trees die because they're over-irrigated with um, lawn irrigation is where we usually replace most of them. So, again, placement, talk to your uh, specialist down there at Waddell's. We'll take a break after this, but uh, have you heard sturdy as an oak? Oh, yeah. But have you heard as slow as an oak? <laughs> <I've> no. Seen... <laughs> so I've heard slow as, an, as slow as a turtle. But, um, but these two slogans are often used depicting the perceived characteristic of oak trees. When describing, actually, a pin oak, sturdy is okay, but not slow. I've seen red oak and white oak also grow very fast. If given the proper care, pin oaks will actually amaze with their fast growth. There are specimens in our last in our landscaping that grow up to two feet a year in uh, per season on growth. Now I've seen them up to fifty to sixty feet tall in just twenty to thirty years. When the leaves turn red and orange in October, pin oak or oak in general are spectacular. So these are just some of the favorite trees of the 117 varieties we have at Waddell's. So maybe today is the day to start walking around, get your ideas, take pictures of the backyard, Mm -hmm. and maybe there's some shade in your future. Mark your calendars. Waddell's Popular Children's Days and Petting Zoo is coming next week, September 23rd and 24th. Bring the whole family to Waddell's to enjoy the bounce house, see the animals, play games, and plant a pansy to take home. Kids will love the petting zoo. They'll get to see and pet many animals, including a donkey, goats, rabbits, dogs, cats, a parakeet, and a potbelly pig. The bounce house is always a hit, and there's a straw maze for kids to climb on and slide down into a bin of shelled corn. Have fun doing all of these activities. Just $6 per child or three kids for only $15. Parents are free. Tickets can be purchased in advance at Woodells.com or at the door. And remember, Woodells is your number one source for indoor and outdoor autumn plants and decorations, including mums, pansies, ornamental cabbage, and many other fall activities. Go to Woodells.com for more information about the Children's Days and Petting Zoo, September 23rd and 24th at Woodells Nursery Florist and Garden Center. Good morning, Beverly. How can I help you today? I have a... Uh, perennials all along a fence row. It's about 50 foot long by two and a half feet wide. Mm-hmm. In the last couple of years, it's been filling up with moss. I've dug it out a couple times and it keeps coming back. It's, should I just leave it or do something with it or is it harmful? No, it's not harmful, Beverly, but I will say moss is either a result of shade, compaction, or acidity. And so sometimes shade, uh, moss doesn't like competition. So maybe some of those areas either fill in with maybe pansies or sedum that could grow and maybe do a, a little competition with that moss. Now, moss is attractive. It tends to flower, but then it gets everywhere and kind of gets out of control. So there's actually a moss killer you can put right in amongst the perennials. No, I wouldn't put it on the foliage, but you could sprinkle it around that moss and kill that out. Number two, Beverly, you might stop in with a chunk of the soil and let us test it, see what that pH is. It might be a little low, which is bringing on that moss a little bit more. Now, so- it's, it's in full sun all day. Mm-hmm. Okay, so <clears throat> that's even more. Is it getting heavily irrigated? Is it got um, automatic irrigation on it? No. Okay, so then... 
it, it's got to be something that is relating to why that moss open areas with the moss. I, again, might bring in a chunk, six by six by six uh, inches, and throw it in a um, shoebox and let us kind of dissect it. If it's heavy ground, then I would add gypsum. Gypsum will uh, break that ground up. Um, Beverly and make the ground breathe better, which will make it <clears throat> not so saturated. Moss loves heavy ground and uh, tends to enjoy wet feet. So sometimes that might be an issue too. So let's start out with um, finding out what the acidity is in it, bringing a sample of that too at the same time, and we can show you that moss killer and then maybe fill in some of those areas as it goes. Let's see if we can correct that soil problem. Okay. Okay. All right. You got a project. You got a little uh, homework you got to do now. <laughs> so stop, <laughs> yes. stop in, and we'll help you out. And moss loves where lawn tim sometimes, uh, like bluegrass or rye, aren't growing, mm-hmm. and open areas tend to just whoop. All of a sudden, there's either one of the two things: weeds or moss. <laughs> Same with perennial gardens. So maybe some of those areas get filled in. We love our tomatoes. Mm-hmm. So you know. Uh, um, Doing some of them the right way, and again, I said last night, I'm uh, also, uh, our tomatoes were a victim of not getting the proper moisture the last couple weeks. In fluctuation of moisture really can suffer on the tomato. So getting moisture to it, getting um, mulch around it, getting out that dead foliage, and you might have a September and early October crop before the frost hits. We're talking about putting the right plant in the right area. I've seen time and time again the plant putting in the wrong area. No use putting a plant that gets large in front of a pitcher window or a shade-loving hydrangea in full sun. Need advice? We can help. Right plant, right spot, great results. All right, and thank you very much, Andy. And, of course, thank you for tuning in to this morning's special edition of Over the Garden Fence. With your host, Andy Waddell, he will be back in the studio next Saturday morning, so make sure you have your comments and questions handy when he comes back next Saturday morning here live in the studio. Oh.